Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you for humble spirits. Praying that we shall not forget your word is a lamp of our meditation. Praying that we receive the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding to apply it to all of our endeavors. Please, Lord God, anoint our hands that our work show success within your will. Let all unprofitable broadcasters of our goodness be silenced. Let every blessing confiscated by witchcraft spirits, by familiar spirits, by ancestral spirits, by envious spirits, be released within your Lord, O God. We pray that these requests are heard by you, O Lord, and you see fit to honor them within your will. And these things we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Judges chapter 6, verses 1 through 7 and verse 23. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites because of the power of Midian was so oppressive the Israelites prepared shelter for themselves in the mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and other eastern people invaded their country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel. Neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count. Then for their camels, they invaded the land to ravage. Midian so improvised the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of the Midian, but the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. Today's topic is spiritual success. In Judges chapter 6 and 7, I do believe we have a story of spiritual success. And the story is the success of someone who, in the eyes of the world, could not be successful. But the Lord normally works that way, doesn't he? He takes someone who should not be successful in the eyes of the world and makes them successful for him. Let's notice the setting. Israel in the hands of the Midianites and have been for seven years. Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, as we note in the first part of chapter 6. During this time, God used judges to lead his people. The interesting thing about these judges is that not one of the chosen deliverers had anything whereof to glory in the flesh. Gideon was the youngest of the Skur families in the smallest tribe of Israel, as seen in Judges 6, 15 through 16. 
Yet God decided that he could use him at this time. When God wants to use someone, all they need to do is be willing and God will use them regardless of whether anyone else thinks they are usable or not. At this point, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 through 28. This reads, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame his wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. So you see, God can use a nothing who is willing to be used. That's spiritual success. We need more spiritual success in our lives. I think one of the main problems that is many people do not think that God can use them. But God used Gideon, the youngest of the obscure family in the smallest tribe of Israel. And he can use you. He can use us. So we see that being spiritual, spiritually successful is not within ourselves. It is of God. To be spiritually successful, we must apply God's formula for success. So if you want spiritual success, don't try the world's formula. That won't get you anywhere in the kingdom of God. The spiritual success comes by spiritual principles and they work regardless of ability or wealth or popularity or the lack thereof, because God works with them. So let's, let's take a look further at Gideon. Once Gideon realized this, he applied God's formula for success and he began working to accomplish what God wanted to accomplish through him. Yes, the biblical formula does include work, which is work for the Lord. The dictionary is the only place where success is found before work. God wants us to work, but he wants us to work his way. Let's notice Gideon's success and God's formula for it. So, the first step that Gideon took, and this is showcased in verses six, verses 11 through 23 of chapter 6, that Gideon conversed with the Lord. And this is always step number one for spiritual success. You must get in touch with the Lord. You must be in prayer and allow him to guide you to know what exactly he is desiring. Too many times we decide what we are going to do and then ask God to bless it when we ought to ask God first what he wants of us. In verse 11, it shows that Gideon 
dropped what he was doing during that time he was conversing with the Lord. So when it came time to talk with the Lord, Gideon dropped what he was doing. You see, the Lord speaks to you when it's time for you to speak with him. No matter what you were doing, you were to give him his undivided attention. Verses 12 through 14. Initially, Gideon doubted what God had planned for him. He doubted God's control. Gideon had trouble believing that God could use him. Here we see a farmer threshing wheat by the wine press, the youngest of an obscure family in the smallest tribe of Israel. And the angel of the Lord called him, which is Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. You can imagine Gideon's misgiving. What we don't realize is that when we yield to the Lord, he fights for us. And we are all mighty men or women of valor. Therefore, we are strong and mighty because God's in control. Verses 15. Gideon releases his weaknesses to God. See, Gideon told the Lord that he didn't think that he could do the job that the Lord wanted done. And he told him that I don't think I am the right man for you for the job is pretty much what Gideon was hinting at. But if God is in it, we're definitely going to succeed. So whether we feel we don't have all of the skill sets or the knowledge uh, or any of the experience in order to get that job done, trust and believe me, if it's in God's will, it is going to succeed. Verses 16 through 23 shows that Gideon had the understanding that he was not just talking to any angel. He was talking to the angel of the Lord. And we need to do the same thing. If we are in touch with the almighty God, we need to understand that we can go forth in his power and no doubt or ability to succeed. Verse 24 through 27. Another success and strength of Gideon. He constructed an altar to the Lord. After Gideon talked to the Lord face to face, he built an altar to him. He looked here with me at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Now this verse here, it tells us to do the same things with our bodies. Our bodies are being an altar to God. So after we meet face to face with the Lord, we want to build an altar to the Lord and offer ourselves as a sacrifice to him. But it's obvious that there are many of us who are not dead to self. Maybe it's because they are not meeting the Lord like they should. So therefore they forfeit their spiritual success. So keep in mind, going all the way back to that first step, we need to be in conversation with the Lord. We need to be in prayer. 
And it's not just a one-time thing. It is a day-to-day thing. It might be all throughout the day. It might be every time you breathe, you keep in communication with the Lord. Allow His Spirit to guide and give you the strength to succeed where He needs you to do so. Verses 28 through 35, Gideon cast down the altar of Baal. Now there's a positive and negative side to righteousness. See, Gideon not only built an altar to the Lord, but there he also tore down the altar to Baal. Many Christians say that they have offered themselves as sacrifices to the Lord, but it is obvious that they are not dead to themselves because there is too much of Baal still left in their lives. So this, this is where we do a self-examination. We need to stop and think about, is there things in our lives that we tend to put at the same level as God and or above? And if so, we need to remove them things. We need to knock it down the same way that Gideon knocked down that altar to Baal. If we really take care of our positive righteousness by offering ourselves to the Lord, we will also take care of the negative aspects by getting rid of worldly things in our lives. We will, we will want to do this. It will be something that we'll just do out of uh, second nature. We wouldn't even think about it. And you can't really have one without the other. Romans 12, 2 says, and not be conformed to this world. Verses 36 through 40, Gideon conformed the Lord's will. Did you hear that? Gideon confirmed the Lord's will. We need to be, be more Christians who take the time to find out exactly what God wants them to do. Some don't want to know. It may involve study or work or moving or change of plans, but we will never be spiritually successful until we find God's will for our life. I know there is a debate here as to whether Gideon was right to put out the fleece and maybe he did still lack a little faith. But one thing we can say about Gideon is that he was interested in knowing God's perfect will and he put forth much effort to find it out. It is clear that Gideon wanted God's will to be done and God did answer him didn't he? We may not be sure of what God wants, but if we want to find his will to the point of talking to him and building an altar to him and tearing down the altar of Baal, he will show us his will. Romans chapter two, the second portion of that scripture says, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Did you catch that? That renewing of the mind that allows for us to take in what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In chapter 7, we continue with more of Gideon. 
and the verses 1 through 23, Gideon completed God's will. He may have had some reservations and doubts before, but once he knew God's will, he set out to accomplish it. And he did it in a few ways, and they're prime examples we could follow. So verses 1 through 8 of chapter 7 lets us know that Gideon made preparations. Even when we find out God's will for our life, many times he wants us to prepare before we do it. And again, that's where Gideon made preparations. He rose up early. Spiritual success is for those who start their day early with the Lord. There is too much to do to stay in bed. Get up in time to meet the Lord before work, before school, before the battle, before anything else. We go all the way back to step one that was disclosed in chapter six. Communication. Be in prayer. And he also went to the mountaintop. So the only way to get on top of the circumstances to meet the Lord face to face at the top of the morning. Hence, that is the statement there, the top of the mountain or the mountaintop. I just said that backwards, right? (laughs) But most of us face the day grouchy, ugly, hungry, sleepy, miserable without the Lord. How could we ever be spiritually successful that way? We need to get on the mountaintop before you start out the day. Verses 2 through 8. It shows that Gideon found out who was with him. Now this is a very important part. You need to know who is with you when you're going through things. When you're stepping out to do your day. Before going to battle, find out who is on your side. And who is not? God will tell down the size of Gideon's army so they would never make the mistake of taking credit for themselves. But even if you are alone with God, you still have majority. So we must prepare to do God's will for our life, making sure you know who is at your side. Verses 9 through 18. There was a good example provided here. See, how many Christians can make the statement made in verse 17? What a testimony when our young people want to know how to serve the Lord. Parents should be able to say, just watch me. I'll be your example. But most of us are saying, do what I say, not what I do. Now that I've said that statement, let's just take a quick look at Judges chapter 7. And again, that would be verse... I just lost my verse. (laughs) 17. (laughs) All right, and... So this scripture reads as follows. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead 
when I get to the edge of the camp, do as I do. Again, watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do as I do. Gideon was able to say these things to his his army and they follow him and do as he did. Leading, living by example. 19 through 23, Gideon won the victory. When God's formula is applied, the victory is always ours. And you know the story, I'm sure. So in conclusion, when God has promised spiritual success to those who are willing to be used by God, look again at 1 Corinthians 1, verse 27 through 31. That is an awesome passage. The Israelites went over because they sought their promises. The Egyptians went under because they sought their property. To be spiritually successful, we must apply God's formula for success. If you get interest in self, you will be a total failure. Now, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to take care of yourself and take time for yourself. I'm talking about when we put our own interests all the way above God's interests and his desires for us. The purpose that God put us here for will cause us failure. But if you get interested in the Savior, then you will be successful. Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning. I thank you for allowing me to be your vessel, to be your tool used, to uplift, guide, to encourage our people under the sound of my voice into your presence that you are needed in order for them to have that spiritual success, that you are needed in every aspect of their life. They are to start out their morning communicating with you understanding what your will, your desire, your purpose is for them, and then preparing and executing that will and desire. I pray that you were with all of those in this world today. You know that we are struggling emotionally, spiritually, economically. We are in a system of government who is just that out for self. They are not living within your will. So guide us so that we're able to put all of that aside. We're to tear down that altar of Baal and create that spiritual altar within us for you. And these things we pray. Amen. Amen.